Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack had you covered with all the news and notes surrounding surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. As we're recording this, it's about 48 hours exactly to the NHL trade deadline. Welcome back into 5th Avenue Faceoff. I'm Chris Mack of the Fan Morning Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Lucky enough to be joined by the man from the fourth period, David Pagnotta. David, thanks for taking the time. I know you are absolutely jammed up. I hear the, the cell phone in the background oh, every yeah. two minutes. So, again, I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me. Uh, let's start here. Uh, I'm just going to kind of throw out a couple names, the names that people are talking about the most here in Pittsburgh right now. Yep. And you tell me, and who knows, something may have happened with these names by the time people hear us talking about it, but let's go with it. Uh, let's start with Jacob Chikrin in Arizona. I know you yep. said there's still definitely a very vibrant market for him, but I don't know if the Pens are still in on it or not. I think they are. Um, to, to how engaged, how how close they are to a potential finish line, on anybody on Chikrin, I don't know yet. I can tell you that as of yesterday, uh, the last update I had on Chikrin with Los Angeles, by the way, was around 2 o'clock Eastern, where L.A. still had an offer on the table. And they wanted to know if this was going to happen or not. They weren't getting an answer. So they shifted and moved okay. on and, and went in a different direction. I don't know if they're 100% out. I suspect they are. But – um, I haven't gotten that definitively yet, but Pittsburgh still in the mix. Carolina very much in the mix. Washington was in the mix as well before they made their trade and got uh, Rasmus Sandin. Are they willing to move their first round pick that they still own? I think they are. It probably is top 10 or top 12 protected uh, from the sounds of things, but they're still there. Um, Pittsburgh as well, certainly. Uh, and then you've got some of the teams that have been jumping in and out of the race. Is it a Buffalo? Is it St. Louis? Is it the Islanders? There are other teams, Calgary, that have been in and out 
uh, of this race, but they want some finality here. The Coyotes do, and so does Jacob Chicker. He wants this freaking thing to end. So um, we're waiting to see kind of how this unfolds. But as far as, you know, like you said, we're recording this around 3 o'clock Eastern right now. As far as I know, the Penguins are still engaged in those discussions. And it sounds like, according to, to your sources, that that's probably what led the Kings to pull the trigger on Gavrikov and, and the Columbus deal. Yep. Um, yep. If, uh, if, they're, if they were simply sold on, we've got to get left-handed defense in here now. So the other one that definitely has all kinds of smoke oh. around it, and it makes a ton of sense. Go ahead. I'm going to pause quickly. Dylan Larkin, $8.7 million over eight years um, with the Detroit Red Wings. So uh, as this is happening, uh-huh. um, I'm just confirming that it's 100% done before I put it on the old Twitter box. But No, that's okay. Um, I'm going to just get that going. now. So see, stuff like this happens. Uh, and, and that's a huge – I mean, that, that is – you know, with Detroit and Buffalo mm, – at the points where they are in their organizational development, this is what has people in Pittsburgh concerned about the long-term trade-off versus the short-term. All of us want this team and want Ron Hextall to be in on now. It's why you brought the band back, as everybody has said all year. Um, But it's also facing the harsh reality, as the Caps have already decided to face this year, that um, the long-term still has to be a part of your plan somehow, however minutely in the back of your head, because yep. you're being chased by the Detroits and the Buffaloes of the world. Detroit uh, very much so deciding, yes, we're going to continue to build around Dylan Larkin. They are. Um, but they're also, because of their situation, losing two in a row to the Ottawa Senators on Monday and Tuesday, they're looking around and taking uh, some calls on a number of their players. Tyler Bertuzzi is out there. Um, Oscar Sundquist is out there. Pius Sutter is out there. They've got some other players that they're listening on uh, with respect to possibly – you know, getting some some assets while still looking to improve in the long haul. This is a team that wants to continue to compete for a playoff spot, not just this season, but immediately next year. So you're going to look for them to make some moves here. I, I hearing, I, I've been hearing that they're listening on a number of guys beyond the ones I mentioned. I don't know how realistic they get to that point, but it certainly sounds like um, they're they're a little bit open to some suggestions here. And and again, Detroit wants to compete next year, um, but it might be a little situation of too little too late right now this season which is why they're listening on Sunquist and Bertuzzi and others well yeah I was I was just going to bring up Bertuzzi obviously the contract up at the end of the year UFA uh, recommitting to Dylan Larkin perhaps there's not the sense that there's enough cap space uh, to keep them both around long term I would imagine to your point that'll get Bertuzzi's name back out on the market that wasn't the name I was going to mention that's not the spot (laughs) with all the smoke so there must be fire that's out in the Pacific Northwest where Because of the overlap between the two organizations, so many people here in Pittsburgh are now looking to Vancouver and saying, okay, not only is there overlap between the organizations, but you've also got weapons that either make sense or can make sense. Um, Ron Hextall saying, I'm not trading draft picks, high-end draft picks, unless I'm getting guys with term. And that's what leads you down the path of Brock Besser. Um, He's the first one that pops to mind. And of course, JT Miller comes up as well, but that cap hit is just enormous and JT really hasn't played as well this year until the last couple of weeks. What are you hearing about what's going on in Vancouver? And he wants to stay at the center position um, as well. That's another big component in this. And if it's a center position in Pittsburgh, it's a three C slot. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that makes a lot of sense if I'm the Penguins, to be perfectly honest, unless he's totally comfortable playing on the left side um, of either Gino or Sid, which nice spot to be in. Um, But I, I don't know. I, I know they've had discussions, 
Um, I, I just don't know how serious those have really gotten, to be perfectly honest. I know, uh, and I've confirmed this directly, um, that Brock Besser has been part of discussions as well. They, and this has been going on for several weeks. Whether they get to the finish line or not, we, we got 48 hours to see. But definitely, without question, uh, they've had discussions about Brock Besser. Um, there would have to be money retained. Even if a contract mm -hmm. is going back, there's likely to be money retained uh, from Vancouver's side of things, and, and whether it's Pittsburgh or another team, because they're, they're talking to a few others. But things have really, really heated up. And Vancouver is doing a lot of things right now to pour water uh, on, on these types of flames. Um, but they're very much engaged in serious discussions with Pittsburgh and a couple other teams on Brock Besser. So this is something I'm trying to monitor. This is I got a message right before I came on to keep my head uh, on a swivel here. So we okay. could see something happen now or or a little bit later with respect to the Canucks in terms of another move coming. Does it include the Penguins? It's it's possible. I can tell you for with, with full certainty they've had those discussions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Who else are you hearing aside from those names that we've all had bouncing around here in Pittsburgh over the last couple of days that the Penguins and Ron Hextall may be in on? Well, you know, it sounds like based on the fact that you're, you've got names like Besser, Miller, Chikrin, it, it looks like without question, it's, it's guys with term. Um, I think Hextall, like a few other teams, like Edmonton, for example, they've made their big move with Ekholm, but they're still kind of combing through things, lurking through the weeds, so to speak, uh, to see if prices drop on guys. And, and I think that's where Pittsburgh is to a certain degree. If they can bring in, you know, some some extra firepower, and it costs less now than it did, bef you know, before a couple weeks ago, even a couple days ago, then I think that's where they'd like to go. Um, in terms of depth and complementary pieces. But in terms of key acquisitions, ma major acquisitions that include giving up a first-round pick and some quality assets, it sounds like you're looking at guys with term. And, uh, you know, there are pieces that are out there that are available if you want to pay a premium for them. Like Mo Josh Anderson in Montreal, for example. Like, that's a kind of player that has term, power forward type, that the Canadians are willing to listen on, but it's a hefty price. I have, have the Penguins engaged in serious discussions there i'm not totally sure to be honest but that's the kind of player that i can see them looking at uh, a guy with term like besser and so on a guy with term that can slot into a top six the other thing i'm very curious about is the goaltending um right. I, I i know they'd like to shore it up but i don't know if it's a cam talbot type or if they're looking to go big fish hunting is it Demko in Vancouver? Is that where all mm. these talks are going and we're being misdirected? Is it John Gibson in Anaheim, the local boy? Are we going to look at that? Um, he's available. Uh, that's a serious type of trade. And that's something even with Demko that is likely to happen in the summer. Um, but I'm curious to see what they do with, with their goaltending position. Now with Corpus Allo in LA, I mean, there's quick right. um, as well, but it's, I, I'm hearing some stuff on Vegas there and, and Toronto more so than Pittsburgh, but, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm very curious as to see what they do in goal as much as 
what they're trying to do with the rest of the roster. Yeah, as much as they need it now, like you said, because of the cap hits involved, I wonder if the goaltending issue is something Ron Hextall will save for the summer, especially right. if you're talking about names like Demko, who's dealt with injury, and uh, Johnny Whitehall, John Gibson, who has a big cap hit for them to try and shuffle into the middle of the deck. All that being said, David, who are some of the names? Obviously, we know Hextall is going to have to deal high-end draft picks if he wants to get something big done. Who are the yeah. names that other teams are targeting? We've heard Pedersen. We've heard P.O. Joseph. Who else is a target out there? Uh, it, it, honestly, it depends on what kind of transpires here. So from a mm-hmm. Penguins perspective, if you're bringing in, let's say, let's say it is a top six winger, um, whoever it may be. Let's say it's a top six winger. Does that then lead a guy like Jason Zucker to become available? And if you're a team that's a contending team out West, for example, because you're probably not going to want to do too much in, in your own division, um, is, is that an option? Uh, so we'll see what happens here uh, with, with respect to, you know, other potential guys moving out. But if they bring in somebody that has term within their top six, then you look to a guy like Zucker with, with minimal term on that deal. I think this is his final year. Final year. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, so, yeah. So, so maybe is it a Vegas, is it a Seattle type? And then you get him out West for teams that have cap space that are willing to do some things. You know, you freed up a little bit with McGinn and, and Friedman clearing waivers. Can you create a little bit of additional space by moving a guy like Zucker out if it means replacing him with a guy with term? I think in terms of teams looking at Pittsburgh's assets, I think it's more aligned with them bringing somebody in and resulting in somebody leaving. I, I think it's, it's going to be a give and go type thing if, if we're talking about impact additions. One final thing before I let you run. Um, what is the future for Ron Hextall here in Pittsburgh uh, as you're hearing things around the league? Is he is he secure here? Does he have to reach a certain mile marker by the end of the season? And who ultimately, we don't even know here in Pittsburgh, to be quite honest, because the Fenway Sports Group has remained somewhat shadowy um, yep. as far as their influence on things. Who's ultimately going to call Ron Hextall on the carpet if it doesn't go as expected down the stretch? Well, it, I mean, it, it kind of starts with Berkey mm-hmm. um, in terms of the, the pecking order. I mean, I think they would go to him and say, hey, we, we, we lost in the first round. We got out of – we missed the playoffs. We lost in the second round. Whatever ends up happening here, if it doesn't get to a point in which ownership is content, um, not only with the success either way this season, but with the game plan for next season, I think it goes to Berkey. And you go to Brian and you say, okay, here's, here's where we're at. Explain the situation. We'll tell you whether we accept it or not, and then go from there. Um, I haven't gotten much of a sense that either him or or Hextall are in, um, you know, dire straits. But again, I think it's going to come down to how this team finishes this season. Um, you know, is it outside of the playoffs? That's not good. If it's inside the playoffs, is it a seven? Is it a seven game series and a heartbreaker in the first round? You can you can make arguments that hey, this could have gone either way. We can keep keep building off this. The one thing that I have seen in this last week is the fact that he's owning up to some of the mistakes that have been made. You know, he he talked about Kapanen. It didn't work out. We thought he would be able to get it going. Didn't work out. We moved on. Got lucky, but but we moved on. Um, And the same with the same with McGinn. It's not working out. He's got two more years on that deal. We'll free up some cap space now and then figure it out in the off season, how how we want to approach it. The fact that he's owning up, that takes a lot, especially in the NHL. Uh, GMs don't like doing that very much. And the fact that he's doing it, I think, is is an important sign. But really, it's going to come down to how this team finishes this season. David, thanks so much for the time. Like I said, I know you're absolutely slammed in the last 48 hours of the trade deadline process. So we appreciate you taking the time. Follow him on Twitter at the fourth period, of course. 
thefourthperiod.com. David Pagnotta, thanks again, man. We really appreciate it. You got it. Take care. Thank you. How about it? A little bit, of, a little slice of breaking news. It's not breaking anymore because you're listening to the podcast later after we recorded it, but Dylan Larkin re-upping for a long, long term and plenty of money in Detroit. And it sounds like the Pens are still in on all those big names that we've been hearing about over the last couple of days. We'll see how it shakes down. Thanks again to David Pagnotta of the fourth period for joining. Uh, we take a look at Thursday's opponent, a team that for some reason the Penguins have been able to handle this season. Hmm. Why do they seem to have the Bolts number? We talked to Eric Erlinson of lightninginsider.com as the Pens get ready for Tampa as a part of this Southern Road Swing. That next on Fifth Avenue Faceoff.